Blog Talk Radio. I was eating junk. I had just had two children back to back. I used to not be able to get on the ground. I never, ever daily exercise. Before, if I'd get down, I'd need a chair or something to help me get back up. I was 84 pounds heavier at one time. I was always a big dude, but I couldn't move around. That all changed when they met Diamond Dallas Page. Started doing yoga, man. I started doing a, a thing called DDP yoga. It's Nacho Mama's yoga. WCW heavyweight champion, known for his signature move, the Diamond Cutter. Diamond Cutter! took what he learned recovering from an injury and years in the ring and created DDP Yoga. Working out combined with the eating habits, it was a huge difference. I felt so much better. It's a lot of fun for me because I never used to be able to be active. Now I'm, I'm, I'm on the floor, I'm rolling around, it's pretty cool. More than importantly, I just want to be alive. I'm down about 110 pounds. DDP Yoga can work for anyone. DDP. DDP Radio. Well, 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 hello, my friends, and welcome to another episode of GDP Radio Live right here at GDPRadio.com. As always, my name is Michael Mullins, broadcasting live from the DDP Radio Megaplex in beautiful Raleigh, North Carolina. And this time, I ain't even pulling my car in. I'm at the building next door, and I'm hand gliding across America, baby, landing on the rooftop of the DDP Radio Megaplex like bat freaking man, climbing that tower step by step, rung by rung, and I look to the sky. I look across the night sky here in Raleigh, North Carolina, to the great white north, and I look past... New England and Canada and the lakes and the mountains to the top of the top of the top of the top of Mount Ontario and on top of that fictional mountain that I've made up just for the purposes of DDP radio intros, there's a cabin. And in that cabin, there's a hutch and there's a light and there's a glow burning and emanating from the windows of that cabin, and that's where the spirit of the energy, the ball of energy that Crystal Stewart is, blasts, connects with the beam of light through the tower, hits the other tower, and blows DDP radio to the world. Another episode. Crystal, how are you? (laughs) That is the most ridiculous intro I've ever heard in my life. You know what was going through my mind? You know that old TV show, The God, the greatest American superhero or whatever it was. And oh, yeah. good Lord. They wrote that. They were inspired by me when they wrote it. Oh, really? I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take credit for that. Just like I take credit for all the random quotes that don't have authors. I'll be, I'm the, I was oh. the inspiration for the greatest world, the greatest American hero. That's it. Oh, and yeah. Every single week you say that was the most ridiculous intro ever. And if I keep topping myself, then by God, I'm doing my job. Yeah, you're really good at it. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. You're so funny. Well, well, I hear you've had a busy day today. You're just you're flying in the door as we get on the radio, which is usually the way I start the show. But you're just getting in after a long day. You know, I've had a quite a long day here, so I think it's going to be a great time to have a great story in front of us and kind of unwind and be inspired. And and I know that you you scour the, every corner of the DDP uh, yoga universe. You you find all the most inspirational stories. You find people that are crushing it, that are putting in the hard work, and you bring them to us so we can inspire the world with these stories. We're telling success stories to inspire success stories. That's what we do here. And uh, who knows, this could be the success story that inspires you to be the next success story. Without any further ado, I know you worked very hard, Crystal, and let's uh, intro our guest for today that you're going to be bringing with us, uh, bringing to us after all your hard work and booking and writing and promoting and all that stuff. You are the glue that holds this thing together. So I give you the honor of bringing on our next guest. Sure. So this week's guest um, is Owen Carter. So he is our Warrior of the Week this week. Um, he 
has the origins of, you know, he has seen the Arthur video. He's seen Dallas on Shark Tank. Um, yeah, he was a big fan of Dallas, you know, when he was in the ring. So, you know, he's not a stranger to, you know, everybody around here um, because we, most of us know Dallas. So, yeah, um, it just goes to prove when I was reading his story that we all start somewhere and there's always a catalyst as to why we want to start the program or we think we need to start the program. And Owen is definitely one of those people. And when I was doing my homework on him, he, um, he, he's an amazing person. And you know what? I, I didn't hear a bad thing about Owen and I'm really, really looking forward to talking to him and getting to know him more because it is the first time I've talked to him. So Please welcome to the show my new friend, Owen Carter. Hello. You guys Hi, Owen. Oh. Hey. Yes, how are you, man? And I, I, I'm feeling great. I'm extremely nervous. I'm Stop. very glad to be here. Well, well first really of all, don't, don't, yeah, don't yeah. be nervous. Um, this is just is a conversation. The only person you should be nervous about is Crystal because if you say the wrong thing, she will find you and she will hunt you down. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm just kidding. Uh, I mean, it's, it's simple. We're just having a conversation, going to get to know each other on the air. Um, you know, it'll be fun. And I'm glad that you came out uh, to talk to us today. And, and Crystal uh, obviously picked you for a reason. You're somebody who's inspiring uh, the universe. You're, you're, one of the DDP members who are putting in the work and getting results. So I want to ask, first of all, we have one standing question to start the show off. Every superhero needs an origin story. What got you to the point where you first took the plunge to decide to try DDPY? What was the circumstances that you said, this needs to be part of my life. I need to do something about me. Well, like as Crystal said, I was aware of the program. I actually had a, a fellow employee at work that was doing the DVDs when I talked about it one time and, and he was, he was doing really well with it. But, uh, I, I just wasn't at that point yet. I was still trying to come up with, with other, I guess, easier, uh, solutions. So, uh, so me at 300 pounds, I decided I would try to revisit my youth and, Getting back into motocross racing, surely that would get me into shape. And uh, so I signed up for my first race and completed the race, finished it and everything. But uh, the next, you know, I took some dings, and the next morning my knee, it just, it looked like there was a cantaloupe hidden under the skin. And uh, I ended up at, I went to my doctor. He sent me to an orthopedic. And, uh, you know, I'm sitting there on a table with this orthopedic surgeon and he's draining my knee. And I don't know if anybody's ever had like, uh, experience with that, but it's a neat, they insert a needle into the knee under the cap, into the joint and pull the extra fluid out. And I had what looked like about three turkey basters full of fluid that was in my knee. And, uh, he, he was talked and the surgeon just, he started telling me, he said, you know what? He said, your, your meniscus is torn. I don't want to do surgery, but, uh, you need to change. You need to do something. And guys, that was my rock bottom. I just, you know, my mom has had both of her knees replaced and, and she's, she's had a tough time with it. And uh, just the different things that have happened, and I just kind of saw those things developing in my life. And and man, I'm a I'm I haven't been a grandpa for very long, and man, I, I just want to stay active for those grandkids. So I was like, here we go. Oh, isn't man. it amazing, Owen? I, I'm sorry, Mike. Oh no, but go go ahead, Chris. I'm sorry. No, I was just going to say, isn't it incredible? Fear is an amazing motivator, you know, when you're put in a situation with someone putting a great big needle into your body. 
I mean, that's a great motivator for change. Yeah, right. It, it, I, I don't, I, I just feel like it just seems like a lot of times we just need that rock bottom. And there was so many things that now that I look back that I'm like, man, why didn't those things shudder me? And it was just that one moment that I finally came across that it just, it just hit me. I was like, I am totally headed the wrong direction physically. Wow. I got to give you props for, I mean, you're going to about to be a grandfather and getting on the motocross alone. Like that's a physically demanding, you know, activity. Like, I mean, obviously the extra weight getting off and stuff is, have you tried getting back on the bike since then? Have you, uh, since losing some weight and being, you know, more flexible DDPY? Yeah, actually, I did. It's it's been a few months now, but uh, I went out uh, with my son and his family. Um, they camp and ride, and uh, and you know what? It's, it's a totally different experience. It really is. Um, you know, I took my. That's what I love about this program too. By the way, when I went camping with them, uh, we've got a toy hauler, and you know, my mat and my app went with me and. You know, I was able, you know, I stay on track, did, uh, got all my workouts in while we we're out there camping and riding. It was awesome. That's amazing. Uh, yeah, yeah, I it, mean, it, it, oh, go ahead, man. Sorry. Oh, it, it's just, it's just been nothing but positive. I mean, I just can't, I almost can't say enough positive things about the program and just, uh, you know, just how it it's just opened up things for me and helps me feel better. I mean, as being somebody who has been active, obviously in motocross and stuff, you have to have a, a good amount of, you know, physicality in that. How long had it been since you had been on like a regular workout schedule and was DDPY something you were able to kind of just snap yourself into, or was it a process to get into the rhythm of doing workouts on a regular basis? Well, as soon as I left the doctor's office, me and my wife talked and I told her I wanted, you know, and and she was just all in. She was like, cause she sat there right there in the office with me. She actually filmed them extraction, extracting the fluid out of my knee. And, uh, <laughs> we were talking and I was just like, I just feel like this is my best bet is to do the DDPY. So I ordered the DVDs. And see, this was June um, last year, and uh, I got the DVDs and started that first part of July, uh, just a little after my birthday. And uh, I I wanted to give myself the best opportunity to be successful. And I knew the first thing I needed to do, instead of just jumping into the DVDs, was open the book that comes with it and start mm-hmm. reading the material and actually do what the material said. And, you know, I did that. I wanted to give myself the best chance for success in this program. And I started doing the DVDs and it was a little strange cause I was, it was only calling at first for like a few workouts a week. And I figured I'd be doing more cause I've done programs in the past and they just kind of, man, you're just in the fire right away. And I could see immediately where they were going with, they were, they were building a foundation with Diamond Dozen. Like, here we go. This is, this is the foundation for everything we're going to, we're going to do here. And, and I just, I stuck with it. You know, I just, I don't know where the mindset came from, but I, I just knew that I needed to do this and I needed to do it the right way. And, I mean, I think it's really important that the goal um, to start off on a journey like this, the goal is never over to be overwhelmed. And I think taking it in little bites at a time, I think, you know, I give you a lot of credit because you submerged yourself and you read the material. A lot of people don't. They just jump right into the workouts and, you know, go from there. It's not until they read the book and go, whoa, wait a minute. Yeah, that, you know, things 
they're doing things a little more not as laid out as as we had originally planned. And you know, I I get that. And on the Facebook community, um, every once in a while, I'll see some some newer people, and they'll ask some questions. And sometimes I can kind of tell that they're not reading the material. So I kind of just try to steer them that direction and tell them just how much making my SmackDown list and writing out my why, just putting pen to paper, you know, and and writing it down, just how much it helped me. Because, like, I I actually put it on my wall in our exercise room. I had my SmackDown list and my why. And in standing positions, you know, when we're balancing on our foot, I would look across and I would read that while Dallas was counting back. You know, I know we're supposed to count back, but a lot of times I would look at that and I would read that to myself just kind of as an extra motivator. I think that's great, Owen. So, yeah, I mean, that's, I mean, oh, I'm sorry, man. No, no, I'm sorry. Go, Go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. We we have a I, we always have a lag with <laughs> three way calls here. Uh, apologize about that. Um, no, I was just I was just wondering. So when you started, how long has it been since you officially started, and where are you at? Like you know, in your journey, how you lost weight, if you gained flexibility. What are the things that you've noticed that are the biggest changes about before and after uh, Owen Carter? Um. Well. So I started in July with the DVDs, did that for a couple weeks, and then it comes with the free trial for the app. And I opened up the app one day and started playing around with it, and I just thought, you know what, this could be really awesome. And I did the free trial on the app, and I have never went back to the DVDs. Mm-hmm. And on the app, I I took my pictures right away. I was a few weeks in, so I think I had lost some weight. But I took the pictures, measure, my wife helped me measure my arms, my legs, and everything. So I weighed in at 290 pounds, and that was um, uh, the first part of the last part of July, first part of August, right in there, I, I could go back on the app. I know they kind of keep track of it there when we start exactly. And uh, so I was at 290, and then 11 months later, I was 180 pounds. <laughs> there you go. Way to wow. go. Wow. <laughs> I mean, everything must feel different. You know what? It's It's – it's incredible just how much because there was so much going on in my life at the 300 pounds I was at I was on the getting my knee drained was just like like it was my rock bottom but it made me realize just how far I was sliding backwards and that my uh my downhill slide was actually speeding up because, you know, I don't know if my employer's listening, but I wasn't actually doing everything as described in my job that I should be doing each day. Cause I have actually a pretty physically demanding job and just at my weight and how my knees were feeling, I, I just wasn't accomplishing everything I should be accomplishing each day. And I was just kind of getting by and there was just like some things, that I think we're going to eventually happen that I was just not going to get by with anymore. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And with the knees too, once the wheels start going at that weight, it's just, I mean, it's going to get worse and worse and worse. But you're, once the knees go, I'm somebody who's had bad knees and large amounts of weight on me at times. It's a bad situation. And now you add grandkids into the mix. You have to chase them around, and you don't you don't want to be the dad that's on the recliner for the rest of his life. You want to be the granddad that's um, you know active. I mean that's a that is it's a slippery slope once the the ailments start really compounding and uh, the weight on top of it. I and mean, uh, it's really impressive and important that you kind of were able to look at yourself and realize the trajectory and had enough self-awareness to realize that something's got to give. 
Yeah, and it's, you know, one thing throughout the process while I was losing the weight was it was coming off so fast. I had this this thing in the back of my head where I was concerned with, like, you know, weight quickly lost can be quickly gained, you know. I, I honestly thought that me getting to where I'm at right now would take a couple of years, you know. I was... I was kind of mentally prepared for that. But once I jumped in the program and I talked to my doctor about my diet changes and because I've been lucky enough to have a doctor that's been with me for many, many years. And he's been impressed, especially recently at my uh, annual physical in January, just how much weight I've been able to lose with my thyroid issues. Because with my thyroid, my, uh, metabolism my metabolism kind of just crawls along you know I, I i understand so after doing ddpy for a while i got really cocky i got really uh sure of myself and started to let things slip uh years back and i had i had i got diagnosed with a thyroid issue which i didn't realize that at the time but that was behind a lot of my weight gain and after i got into my goal weight I gained 200 pounds in one year back in 2015. And once I got my thyroid figured out and under control and my medication for my thyroid, I got motivated to start, you know, trying again and I, and I dropped the weight again, but I'm somebody who's been there where quick off and I gained it back. And one thing I can, I just a, a bit of advice from somebody who's done that. If you ever find yourself in that situation, first of all, stay humble because I thought, the fact that I gained, lost the weight, I was good. You know, my problems are solved. The other thing is I, I always dealt in absolutes. I was either always all on or all off. And if I was off, I was way off. And if I was on, I was way on. And that kind of push and pull wasn't good for me personally. And I realized if you, you know, if I'm in a spot where I'm, I can't deprive myself at every place I'm at because sometimes just it's not things available – so my thing from there on where I started losing the weight is I got back on the thyroid medication. I got that taken care of. And then I just looked at every situation one at a time. And I thought, what's with everything in front of me, this food here, probably not all of it's great. What's the best thing I can do right now in this moment? What's the best choice I could make? And that really helped me because I, I, once I started gaining the weight and I was off, it became impossible to get myself in the mindset of back on. So Stay humble and don't deal in absolutes is my is my um, recommendation for if you ever find yourself in a situation where things start slipping. I and I appreciate that and you know one thing I'm learning along this process is to is to where I'm at right now is to try to go a little easier on myself. So, you know, stay disciplined, um, stick with what I'm doing. But uh, I think I saw a uh, a quote on uh, on our on the DDPY Facebook page today that said uh, you're not always a hundred percent, but if someday sometimes you're forty percent. But if you're given a hundred percent of that forty percent, you're going to be okay. And uh, I was just like, man, that's that's awesome right there. You know, we're not always at our best, but we can still try to make good decisions and do things as well as we can each time. And that that's, that's really good. That's, yeah, that's yeah, a great point. I agree. And, and I mean, so, you when, know, Oh, sorry. About. No, I was just going to say to Owen, when I was in Georgia and I was flying back to Toronto, um, I came up with a quote and the quote is DDPY is not about the size of your ass. It's about getting your head out of it. Yeah, right. And and that's, right? And really that's what the first unstoppable challenge kind of did for me was it, it helped me process a lot of information. Um yeah. that I didn't even realize I needed to process from everything from my childhood and different things. And, you know, something I want to share was uh, when I 
started the program and I'm doing the DVDs and, uh, you know, I'm reading the, I'm going through the, the booklet and it's telling me, you know, watch this documentary, watch the food documentaries. But when it said to watch um, DDP story, I bring it up and I'm watching it. And when he said that he was, you know, he has dyslexia and that he was diagnosed with it, I knew as far as this program goes that I was home because I was, I was diagnosed with dyslexia when I was in third grade. And I, up to that point, I'd never really heard of anybody else. I never had in anybody in my life that struggled with dyslexia. And just like I got a, an opportunity to kind of process that and all the effects that it had on me growing up. And, uh, you know, there was just like a lot of things going back to when I was diagnosed with it, I was struggling in school and one of my teachers, you know, just saw what was going on with me and she was wise enough to say, you know, we, we need to do something here. And, uh, you know, my parents had me checked out and, I think, unfortunately, though, in the 70s, there wasn't, like, they knew what dyslexia was and and a little bit about it, but there wasn't a lot of tools on how to yeah. deal with it. And, unfortunately, I always kind of felt like my parents gave up on me academically, like I wasn't really challenged from that point on, and, uh, you know, I, and I was always kind of irritated or, you know, upset about that. You know, I, I didn't have a lot of opportunities open to me because I just, you know, as a, as a kid, if your parents don't push you to try hard in school, you just don't. And I would just do what it took to get by, and I got by. And I just, I processed those, I processed those feelings with my parents and, you know, cause I had talked about it for years with my wife. I was like, man, it just, it just feels like the people that should have supported me the most gave up on me. But it was weird. Cause like throughout my childhood, it's like, I know my parents loved me, but there's just like this one thing. Does that make me, you guys understand what I'm saying? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. It, 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 and it was a different time then, too, that I feel like the parents today have so many more resources and options and information. Um, I, I had some some stuff going on, not dyslexia, but, you know, I grew up with, you know, Tourette syndrome back when I was a kid. And, like, my parents didn't know what to do. Like, you went to the doctor and they told you a few things, but, like, nowadays there's so many more ways to intervene. And with dyslexia, too, you know, your mind processes information differently. And it doesn't mean that you're dumb, but it presents that sometimes to people who don't know what you're going through or what the deal is. So probably the instinct is there is I don't want people to think I'm dumb, so I'll hide my problem and not show it off to the world because I, I don't want people to make fun of me. And that was a lot of stuff when I was growing up too is I just didn't tell people about what I was going through with my Tourette's because I didn't want to get made fun of. I just hid it. And then people don't really process it or deal with it. And I'm sure that's something that kind of created long-term, you know, stress in your life and, you know, made things different from here on out. Yeah, it, it did. And, and like I said, just doing that first unstoppable program, um, you know, I, I think people go into it. And I say people, because I know that's what I did. I went into the unstoppable challenge thinking it was just a physical challenge and not, not realizing that it's the unstoppable challenge is just like injecting steroids into the DDPY program. You know, it just kind of blows everything up. It, 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 it does definitely, you're challenging yourself physically but you're also exploring so much more about yourself mentally. You know, that's what happened with me. And uh, it's, it was, it was, it was, the whole process was just super productive for me. And I was glad I did it. People always say, you know, you know, change and working out and exercises is 90% mental or 50% mental. 
But yep. you don't really truly understand what that is and what that means until you've really just examined your mental part of the program. You, you realize the habits you make, the excuses you make. You know, I didn't I, – there was no – I've lost weight several times, but there's no way that I was going to be successful long-term unless I got my head right before I got my body right. And I think that's such a great aspect of DDPY that's as important as any kind of physical activity on the mat – they don't give you all the mental answers, but they gave you the ability to kind of check yourself and, and, and kind of look introspectively at what got me here and why. And that's the first step of being able to change things. Yeah, and it, I, I, I guess I had some experience or some understanding of the mental aspect just because, like, when I started into the program, it reminded me a lot of what I dealt with with my sister. And uh, um, my sister passed surgery, and um, she unfortunately, um, after having some success with the surgery, um, started struggling with alcoholism and unfortunately succumbed, uh, succumbed to that. And uh, it. I'm. Go ahead. No, not um, not at all. Sorry. But so, you know, helping her with the the going through different alcoholism programs, and then just when she was getting her gastric bypass surgery, just the different things that were happening. Um, I remember, like, some of her classes and, and when she would talk to me about it, it just sounded – there were a lot of similarities with, you know, getting getting your head right and, and getting into a good place and everything. So it, it reminded me of those things. So I think I was just a little aware of it and understanding of it, and and I just – I could see how positive it could be for me. I know for me personally, when I first started out, I and I remember it so very clearly, is that um, there I have some issues with self-worth and just through some of the things that I've gone through. So, you know, it was it was a struggle to start at first, but I thought, you know, what am I doing? Like. I just, I felt kind of lost. It was new and I didn't know how I would fit in. But when I started doing the program and started committing to the program fully, um, you know, that's when everything changed. And that's when um, I learned that you are indeed worth every effort that you put forth. To make a change, and that that is what I've been learning here through the I think probably the the second my second run at the uh, at the challenge. You know, mm-hmm. I, when I finished the first challenge, I kind of thought, well, you know, I probably won't do that again. But now that I'm two months into the second challenge, I'm realizing. I really needed this challenge because I processed all of this information and I brought all of this stuff up in the first challenge. And now the second challenge is just really helping me put everything into a a productive perspective that is helping me move forward. And I, again, I started this second challenge. I, I put some, uh, physical goals up for myself and that's a good thing that's something we should do for the challenge but as far as mentally i was just i was just kind of thinking myself okay here we go (laughs) what's going to happen now you know what's what's going to come up you know what what new thing am i going to experience you know what are we going to do here and and it's it's been really good for me so far and I mean, I think when I was reading your story, Owen, one of the greatest things that I pulled away from your story is the greatest thing about starting something new is it's like a staircase 
and you don't benefit from taking two steps at a time. You take one step at a time, you settle into that, and then you move on to the next step. And that's very reminiscent of your story, and I'm really proud of you. I I appreciate that, and I uh, I just hope that, you know, when I – at first, when I started sharing about DDPY, I'd kind of come in guns hot, you know, and I've yep. I've tried to give as much information I can without overwhelming people. Thing is, it's just you know, you know, go go at the speed you can go, challenge yourself, discipline yourself, but but do what you can do. If, and like Dallas said in one of the workouts, and I think that's where I started working out more times a week. He says if you feel like you can. You know, you want more, then do more. And and that's, yeah. that's what I, I do as I can. And, I mean, I think well, it's important to realize, too, change takes time. Change doesn't happen overnight. It It's a little bit every single day. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and, and that oh, – I'm sorry. Go Go ahead. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Go ahead, man. Oh, just when she was saying, you know, change happens over time. Um, this is like my my non-scale goal is to just create a better emotional connection because that's, that's one thing is I feel like I've always had a deep emotional connection with my wife and my kids, but um, like emotionally I'm not very available to other people and especially like family members in a way that I should be. And that's something I'm, I'm definitely, I have been working on is to try to increase those emotional connections and, and making myself available. I mean, that's, that's a really important goal. You know, it, it's hard. And, and, you know, I'm, I'm sorry about your sister. You're, were, you're were talking about that and you talked about how, you know, you dealt with a lot of that you know, helping out. And I'm sure that, you know, that's long-term kind of probably closes you off a little bit because it's, it's a hurtful thing to have to deal with. And I can tell that you're one of those people that, you know, cares for your family and is there for your family. And um, sometimes when you're there for somebody in need that much, you sometimes kind of neglect yourself in the process or allow yourself to neglect yourself. I don't know if that's the case. I'm not a psychologist or anything like that, but I do think there's something to it. I've talked to a lot of people who are addicts that who are are, are uh, related to addicts that their health suffers because you're so concerned with somebody else and worried and trying to help somebody that you don't take the time to help yourself. Um, and I think that's pretty pretty amazing that you were there for your family and there for your sister. And, and but you know, also we we both come from a different time. You know, we're, we're it's hard to open up with a lot of things, especially emotional things and to family and friends. And that affects your health long-term. That affects your diet. That affects your well-being mentally and physically. Yeah, I, it, it definitely, it's been surprising to my kids that I think I, I catch them a little off guard because I'm just, I'm more forthcoming with, with how I'm feeling or, or what I'm thinking, and and uh, I think it at times it feels like it not uncomfortable, but I think they're they're surprised because I I have been guarded, and uh, you know as when I my wife and I we got married very young. Um, what happened with us was she. You know, we dated, and then we were friends for really good friends for a long time, and we just started dating again. And the next thing I knew, my 16-year-old girlfriend was telling me she was pregnant, and it was just kind of like, here we go, you know. We we got married, and we just have this beautiful life together. But part of that life was, I just kind of quit taking care of myself. I just kind of focused on other things and uh, and just wasn't concerned with, with, like, my health physically. It was just go, 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 um, work, bring money home, do this, do that. And 
the bad eating habits that I developed at a young age. I actually had to work really hard to gain weight in high school. Um, something I, I tell people is I remember my first day of high school as a freshman, I remember getting out of the shower and standing on the scale and being so glad that I finally weighed 100 pounds. Wow. Wow. I have a buddy of mine, and it's not a fun story, but that stuff does catch up with you. I had a buddy of mine who couldn't gain weight for the life of him, and I I would get so mad because he'd go into the McDonald's and get he'd get literally four Big Macs and fries and nuggets and he wouldn't gain an ounce and I'd walk past the French fries and gain 15 pounds. So I always hated him for it, but that stuff does catch up later in life. He never gained weight, but he had a heart attack. It's 40. It didn't pass. He's okay. But I mean, that was an eye opener for him that he realized that, you know what, just because I'm not showing on the outside, because he's still thin as a rail, but he wasn't healthy. And it's kind of deceiving because you see somebody that thin, especially if they can maintain it. But, you know, most people end up putting it on later in life. But there is that kind of unhealthy skinniness, too, that you don't see something like that coming. So I'm sure, you know, just because you, you couldn't gain weight in high school, you know, they all not always healthy in that as, as you look. <laughs> it creeps up on you. <laughs> yeah, right. And, you, you know, we got married. And uh, one of my first jobs was uh, I was a truck driver, you know, and and I didn't change any of my eating habits. I was still eating really unhealthy, but I'm I'm driving trucks, so I'm not, you know, as nearly as active as I had been. And I just, you know, right away I started gaining weight, and it just. But it was weird. I never, I never saw myself as big. You know, my wife was showing me a picture today because we were kind of talking about coming on the show, and I just, you know, and she was said that was one thing she noticed is I just never saw myself as big or getting big or anything like that. But then when I did, I started just thinking to the back of everything and just kind of hiding out and not wanting to take pictures or be seen. Yeah, they say that to the truck driving – lifestyle the truck driving lifestyle is is brutal too they they have all kinds of um studies now about not even i mean the food on the road is terrible to begin with but the sitting in the in the uh, long periods of time that's brutal on your body long term so i mean i i don't know if that's what you still do today but i mean I, we've actually had a few truck drivers on the show in the past couple of years that talk about how instrumental DDPY is on the road to be able to pull over for a sandwich and gas and be able to get that stretching was a game changer. Yeah, and I've seen a couple of the guys on on the the Facebook page, and man, more power to them. That is so awesome that they're owning their life out there on the road. Because um, I I surely didn't. You know, I had a a short stint as a truck driver. I did it for a few years, but I was raised as a mechanic. So I got back into turning wrenches and working on things where working on over the road trucks and large equipment, your size kind of works out to be an advantage for you at times, you know, as far as gaining leverage. (laughs) And I I think that was just kind of, kind of, uh, I don't know, aided aided and abetted to me continuing down the unhealthy path path also. Yeah. That's you now you, you said something there that, that I wanted to hit on real quick. Uh you talked about you never saw yourself as a as a big guy. And that's something I can relate to a lot. You know, in high school I was three ten, three fifteen most of my high school. But I was one of the most athletic people I know from a physical standpoint at that weight. Um, I could sprint and beat most of the track team for like short periods of time. I could fly. I was, I was graceful. I could dance. I could swim. And for a big guy, that just wasn't like a thing. And then it got to a point where years after high school, you know, that, that caught up with me. And I realized that I stopped being able things to do things that I took for granted that I could do. Suddenly I realized I'm out of breath going up the stairs or, Oh, it's getting harder to tie my shoes. And then I realized how much my weight is affecting my life. And it was one of those points that 
you'd think would be an eye opener, but kind of led me down that road to like depression and like it kind of compounded the problem and made it worse. When you're realizing that you're kind of blending into the back of things and, you know, you're kind of sitting on the sidelines for more things. Is that something that motivated you to change or did that really just kind of make you ball up into a shell like I did and kind of, kind of just sit there for a bit, took a little while to kind of decide that things had to go. I think there was a fight in my mind that I can recall where there was part of me that knew something needed to change, but there was the part that would always win out that was like, you're fine. You can just, just keep doing what you're doing. We'll figure it out eventually. And, uh, you know, that, that other part that was losing was still was looking at stuff, but it just didn't win. I think, um, you know, I, I talked to my wife about it not too long ago. So I wanted to bring it up here was probably the most embarrassing moment of my life that I can recall. And I'm surprised it didn't change me then. I think it was just the realization of talking to a doctor. But uh, we're at Magic Mountain riding roller coasters. And I'd been struggling to get into roller coasters. But I got on this one. And it was like a stand-up coaster, and I couldn't get it. I pulled the, the harness that comes from overhead. I pulled it down, and I couldn't get it to latch. So an employee was, like, pushing, and I was, like, breathing in, and I wasn't really thinking about it. Well, pretty soon there's, like, two employees, like one on each side, trying to get this to latch. And it kind of started hitting me that we'd been there for a minute. And then I, like, look over and there's just like this line of people, everybody in line that's waiting to get on the ride is just like staring at me. And I just finally, I just like, let me out. And they're like, no, 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 sir, we almost, and I'm like, let me out, you know? And I just, I just darted. And, uh, but oddly enough, still that, that other voice for not change would just, even in that situation, one out. I, um, there's a, there's a question that we have, you know, gotten used to asking around here, and I'm going to ask it of you at this time because it just seems appropriate. What would um, new Owen tell old Owen? I'm sorry. You, you broke up just a little bit, Crystal. What was that again? Sorry. What would new Yeah, Crystal, Owen you're pretty choppy. Tell... Sorry, what would new Owen tell old Owen? Uh, new Owen would tell Owen to give himself the time to do it because to do what he knows he needs to do. Because I think that was the thing is I would always just give the time to other situations and, and other things and not allow myself the time to change and be healthy. Like, it seems like it was in the back of my mind that I needed to do something, but I just, I just, I just didn't. Priorities versus options. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. You know, it's, it's, it's so, you know, I, I recognize a lot of myself in, in your story and, you know, I'm one of those people you mentioned earlier that, well, I'll do it eventually. Eventually I'll get around to really just taking control of my life and getting my health in order. It was always that, like, one of these days I can get there. Um, and then one of those days I did. And one of those days I changed. And one of those days I, you know, put in the effort and, and, and started the program. Can you think about, like, if you, you know, you always had that procrastination mentality. A lot of us do. It, can you imagine if you never did that first workout, if you never did that first DVD, you know, where would you be right now? What would you be doing? And uh, the, the, there's a DDP quote, a year ago, you'll wish, a year from now, you'll wish you started today. And you did. That, yeah, that's, and that is an awesome thought and, and an awesome way to put it out there. 
I honestly, it scares me to think of where I might be had I not started the program. Because, wow. like I say, it it just, I was on a downhill slide that was quickly accelerating, you know, when I was at that orthopedic surgeon's office. So things were, you know, like right now, um, part of my history is I have had two shoulder surgeries um, from, you know, part of that is from starting turning wrenches at a very young age. Um, I grew up, we were a family-owned business. So as a 12-year-old, oddly enough, my grandpa, one of the first things he taught me was how to bust down over-the-road truck tires. So there I am, 12, probably like 70, all of 75 pounds, and he's showing me how to bust down truck tires because he said, if you can fix a truck tire, you can stop at a truck stop somewhere and feed yourself because he grew up in the Depression, you know, and you needed skills to get by in life. And uh, so I've had these two shoulder surgeries, and I'll say up to probably this past year, I wasn't sure I was going to make it to retirement age and still be working. <laughs> and and right now, I'm like, okay, um, at what age do I think I'll be retired? Not, you know, this could end at any moment, but like... Am I going to be able to retire at 62? Am I going to have to go to 64, 65? So bringing that up, that's that's something I'm thinking about now. That's, I mean, that's, I, I love that you're on, you know, you're in a place now where the future seems brighter for you. And, you know, you, you said that you, you had some thoughts that things could have gotten dark now. But you made that effort. You made those changes. You made that first step. A year ago, you wish you would have started today. You know, you know what I'm saying? And you did. And your grandkids have to be so impressed with you. Your kids have to be so impressed with you. Your wife, your work, your family. I mean, you put a lot out there tonight. You know, you talked a lot about a lot of things that, you know, are hard to talk about. And you talked about opening yourself up. And you opened yourself up to people you don't even know here on the, on the show and to people listening. And I think that it's something that's really positive because once you kind of open up and let those, you know, those bad, ugly kind of uh, self-conscious thoughts out, it allows you to be more transparent and open and general. And I think it helps in the process of making changes in your life when you've got all your cards on the table and people get to know you and what you're dealing with, it frees up that weight on your back, that monkey on your back to just, you know, move forward and walk a little easier and a little more breath. That's, that's it. Exactly. You know, and that's, that's a word I use quite often in a lot of my, my posts, on and in the Facebook for the Unstoppable Challenge and on the DDPY on the community post, I'll, I'll I'll thank people for being transparent and and open because it helps so many. And I just I knew that if their transparency was was helping me, then I needed to be transparent with my struggles because maybe it could help somebody out else out. And and I just hope I can. Con- continue to keep doing that absolutely oh i i love that and i love your story and you know i i write i relate i i was one of those guys that got kicked off with superman in um in uh six flags in new england because i didn't get the belt to clip and that walk of shame isn't fun but um you know one of my you know i talked about i lost a bunch of weight dpy and then i had that moment where i gained that 200 pounds and I ended up losing it again. But my final catalyst for losing that 200 pounds, my rock bottom moment was, and, and I'll preface this with saying that my, I would never, I've never cried in front of people except for like, you know, a few immediate families, family members. I was always, it's my biggest fear is because I'm an ugly crier. I, I don't cry pretty. And I'd rather walk into a room naked than have a room of people see my, me crying. Uh, when I was at my heaviest, we were going to a concert um, at this big theater in Durham, North Carolina. And I always took the stairs. I always just took the stairs, even the elevators there. Even when I was big, I took the stairs. 
And I took the stairs up, and I was sweating so badly and so out of breath that I gave myself a panic attack. And when I went to go sit in the theater seat, couldn't sit in the seat. And I had to sit on the steps next to the seat. And I was so dis- just dis- so disillusioned and disheartened by that that I cried in the middle of a theater in the, you know, people all around me. And my wife looked at me. She knew something was up. We ended up leaving. And that was kind of like a rock bottom moment for me. And I always say, it's, you know, humiliation isn't good, but humiliation is also a hell of a motivator. <laughs> and having to make that yeah. walk away from the, the Six Flags ride and the Disney ride, having to sit in a theater full of people and cry because I literally had to sit next to everyone else because I couldn't fit in the chair. It was humiliating. And that humiliation I wouldn't want to do for the rest of my life, but I wouldn't change it for anything because it was a crucial moment. And that's something I hear about in you and so many other people here on DDPY that there's a moment that is not a good moment, but it was a launching point to create good moments and better times ahead. And there's rock bottom for a reason. And uh, rock bottom isn't a fun place to be, but you propel your, your legs and you, shoot your thighs off and you propel off of rock bottom and try to get as far as you can away from it. And that's where the real life happens. And you've been through some stuff. You've been through some really dark, ugly times, but that kind of allowed you to propel into the person you are today. And I'm pretty excited to see where things go for you. Grandkids, just life is wide open and uh, possibilities. And I appreciate you coming in and, and sharing your stories, the good and the bad, and I think it's going to help and inspire a lot of people going forward. I appreciate the opportunity, mm-hmm. and that's that. what you just said is like, you know, that's it perfectly right there. Well, I, I hope you'll come back and chat with us again sometime down the line and get an update on the show and let us know how things are going, um, and just stay the course, man. You're, you're crushing it, and you're, you're, you're really doing a great job, and I'm happy to see that things are turning around for you. And, uh, you know, it's never too late. You know, people are uh, doing DDPY 90 years old, and it's exciting to think that, like, you know, we've got a lot, a lot of fight left in us, and uh, I'm excited to see where your fight heads. Oh, yeah. You know, the everything is – I feel like everything's opened up to me, and just, you know, with just – my walk and where I'm at just, you know, with God and, and what I'm doing, every, all things are possible. And, and that's, that's what I'm moving forward on and, and going, going with right now. And, and like I say, I I really appreciate you guys giving me the opportunity on the show. Oh, thank you. I'm so proud of you. I love it. And and give my best to the grandkids and, and your awesome wife and family. They seem like really great people that have your back and that's pretty pretty important thing to have uh if you're gonna if you're gonna be doing this oh yeah you know and it's i just it's 33 years of marriage with my wife and it's and it's awesome and i'm just looking and it just gets better all the time and and this program has just made opened up like new avenues and just like more experiences for us and just making our time with our grandkids that much more productive and funner. Awesome. That's perfect. I couldn't say it any better. And uh, I'm sure she can appreciate all that too. You're working hard for yourself and for a lot of people you care about. Uh, Yeah. That's pretty special. Well, thank you so much, man. We're, uh, we got about a minute and a half. Owen, thank you very much. Owen Carter for uh, coming in and talking to us today. Awesome story. Great inspirational story. And uh, one of those guys that's both, you know, talking the talk and walking the walk and putting in the work. So thank you so much, Owen. And we are going to finish up as we do every week. Crystal, I know you had a busy day today. Did you have a chance to grab us one of your world famous, the world famous Crystal Stewart quote of the week? (laughs) Yes, I do have a quote and it's written by you. Go figure. Growth is stepping over the things you used to trip on. I love it. I love it. That's no, that's a good that one. Really that's good. a good one. There's, there's yeah, a lot of a good obstacles one. in people's way, and if you can't, you can't go through them. But you learn the tools to kind of 
build that muscle memory and, and leap over them. So great job, Mike That's Mullins. Right. I'm going to steal that one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and if we have if we have an anonymous quote that Crystal finds that the quote that doesn't have anyone ascribed to it, I just put myself as the as the author. So yep. I'm going to have a book of <laughs> quotes that Mike stole off of people. I'm I'm going to have written Freebird by the end of the year. So. <laughs> All right, guys. <laughs> we will be back another episode of DDP Radio. Thank you, Owen Carter, Crystal Stewart. Thank, Thank you guys you. for listening. Great feedback on the Facebook page. Head over there, facebook.com slash DDP Radio. Crystal's kicking ass over there. Uh, we'll talk to you guys soon. Thank you guys for checking in and for always uh, with the support and the inspiration every single week. Uh, love hearing about the stories. And if you've got a story or nominating someone for a story, hit Crystal up and uh, throw her a name to clue her into some people out there that are really just putting in the effort. We'll be back. Thank you guys so much. DDP Radio, we're up. Checked it today, man. That was a great workout, man. The powerbomb set up by Paige. Oh, the diamond cutter. I don't believe it. Diamond cutter out of the powerbomb. We're going home. You've been listening to DDP Radio. Tune in again next week for another edition of DDP Radio with more great guests, inspiration, and news from Diamond Dallas Page and Team DDP Yoga. Keep up all the great work and, most importantly, own your life. This has been a presentation of DDP Yoga and Blog Talk Radio. You're good, babe. Yeah. Very good.